Welcome back, everyone. We got episode nine here. I got my boy, Zaka the Attacker, and it is your boy, Green Bean. And this is Green Bean, What You Mean. Had a couple days late here, got a little busy, but we got a good one for you today. We're starting with the NFC predictions with the East and the South today. Some talk about Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Nets. A couple MLB games and Kamara having possibly more games suspended than Deshaun Watson. So let's get right to it. We will start our podcast with the NFC East. Talk about a little of that. For those that don't know, that is the Cowboys, Eagles, the new Washington Commanders, and the Giants. So you go right ahead. Give your uh, thoughts about that division. Um, I believe this division is the worst in football, and it has been for the past couple of years, but it is improving. Um, I think the Cowboys are the favorite, even though they took a massive step back, I think, um, getting rid of Amari Cooper. And they kept Zeke, even though his cap hits like $20 million, I think, which was kind of an interesting trade when they have Tony Pollard. They could have easily got rid, dumped Zeke's contract, kept Amari Cooper, but... We'll see how it works out for them. I have them still winning the division. Um, actually, no. Wait. I'm going to go with the Eagles instead of the Cowboys. I know that's going to irritate Dalton, uh, friend of the podcast here, follower of the podcast. Uh, I like Jalen Hurts. I like what they did to get A.J. Brown. Um, they're going to get the run game back going. Last year it wasn't the best with Miles Sanders not recording a touchdown last year. But they did a lot of improvements to the defense, especially the linebacker core, getting Nicobe Dean in the third round. I like the Eagles to win the division. It's going to be very tight between them and Dallas. And then I have the Giants finishing third, and then uh, the Commanders finishing fourth. But I do like what the Commanders did, uh, securing uh, Terry McLaurin for three years, $71 million. That was a huge get for them. But I don't think Carson Wentz is going to pan out there either. I think he had his one season in 2017, which he was going to be the MVP until he got hurt. But I don't think he has the juice anymore to lead a team back to the playoffs. I don't know. I really thought about uh, it. You're right with the Cowboys and the Eagles. This division every single year is like, what was it, two years ago, something where they none of them were even 500 so like they had to get one of them in the playoffs because one person from the play from each division gets in and like all four teams were terrible the cowboys you're uh, like you said amari uh, left um cd lamb i think will have a huge year uh i still like them to win the division i want to pick the eagles because i really do like what they did adding aj brown um Having Jalen Hurts, I, I like Jalen Hurts as well. I think uh, he can be a good quarterback if you give him some weapons. Uh, this year he will have plenty of weapons. Their defense is good. Their O-line is one of the best in the league. So I like that. Um, the commanders having Carson Wentz, will he be good? I don't know. They have some talent on that on that team. Their defense is pretty good. Um, that front four is one of the best front four D-line in the league. Like they're They're very solid. And the Giants... Daniel Jones is not it. Um, Barkley's back. They have some key pieces. They like Galladay. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Cowboys-Eagles, and I will 
pick Giants as well, and then Commanders. I think it's all all four of them are tight. I think the two at the top, Eagles and Cowboys, are the best, but all four of them suck. I the think NFC, the NFC East sucks. So I think the Giants beating the Commanders is going to be pretty controversial, especially with Daniel Jones in comparison to Carson Wentz. I think that'll get a lot of um, hate comments from our viewers. But, I mean, if you look at it, they do have Galladay. They have Saquon Barkley, who, when healthy, is the it's one of the better – is the best running back in the division. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and say that over Elliott, um, even though they only had one good year apiece. And it's just – I like what the Giants did in terms of their defense. It's just the quarterback play is so bad. and But then looking at the commanders, they have – Scary Terry, and then they don't really have a necessarily a wide receiver, too. I think they still have Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I was saying he didn't play guy. really at all last year. So it's a slot guy. He got hurt last year. And then they had Brown, who's another slot guy, uh, who's a rookie last year out of North Carolina. And then other than that, their offense is not all that potent. Antonio Gibson's a good running back. Yeah, he's a solid. They thought he was going to be better than what he was last year. But, again, he had a disappointing sophomore season. So, it's mm-hmm. their offense is very up in the wind. Uh, their defense was, like, the front, I would say, best D-line in football. Yeah. Them are the Eagles, one and two. You could probably switch those around. Then the backside of their defense is not very good and didn't get any better, I don't believe, during the offseason. So, it's, it's a really tight – fight for third in the NFC East. You know, it's worst division football and they're fighting for third, so they're definitely not in a real position to compete, but I guess I can't really talk because the Giants usually beat the Saints for some reason. They always have the Saints number and the Eagles always have the Saints number as well, so. True. While we're on the topic of that, we'll move to the NFC South and that is the Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers, so. Give your prediction for those, uh, that division. With the current state of the Buccaneers, you know, uh, losing Gronk and then also losing Antonio Brown midway through last year, their offense definitely did take a hit a little bit, but I still believe they got better through the draft. Uh, They're still going to be one of the top dogs in the division. I have them... Finishing second in the division, the Buccaneers. I have the Saints finishing first by a game because it appears that Tom Brady cannot play in New Orleans very well. He can't beat Um, the Saints, no. He struggles against the Saints, and the Saints got better getting Marcus May and Tyron Matthew for that defense. Getting Chris Olave helps. Uh, But losing Tyron Armstead also hurts the Saints, but I still see Jameis. Famous crazy, James. crazy thinking about him leading the Saints to a division title, but I could see it happening this year. I think this with Michael Thomas coming back, we're going to lose Kamara for roughly six games, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, it's I have the Saints going one, Bucks going two, and then I have Carolina going three and Atlanta going four. Atlanta seems like they're in full tank mode. They have no pass rush on defense. Um, they have a bright spot in A.J. Terrell at corner. That's 
that's about the only highlight of the defense other than Grady Jarrett at D-tackle. And then on offense, they're so young. Um, getting rid of Matt Ryan, who's now on the Colts. Uh, you're going to rock out with Marcus Mariota. And they drafted Desmond Ritter, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, they, I knew they got one of the young quarterbacks. It was So it's – yeah, they're in definitely in a rebuilding phase. And Carolina, they drafted uh, Matt Corral, if I remember right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's – they're also – trying to go in a different direction at quarterback and that's not really with the way the nfc south plays defense it's almost impossible for a rookie quarterback to be successful year one so i have the two teams with the younger quarterbacks finishing last and then the two most experienced quarterbacks going one and two yeah this division is interesting with the saints and the bucks at the top uh the bucks are with tom brady on your team you're going to be one of the best teams in the nfl and they did add uh, Russell Gage from the Falcons uh, with the leaving of Antonio Brown and um, Gronk, of course, not coming back or retiring. Like we said in the last one, I think he'll come back. I don't think he. I think I don't think that's set in stone. But uh, they still their defense is unbelievable. Their O line is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Leonard Fournette had a great year last year. Um, he looked like the running back we kind of thought he would be um, coming out of LSU. And then, of course, you got the GOAT at QB, and you're always going to be in contention. But I like your pick of the Saints winning. I'm not going to do that, but I I could see it just because, man, Tom Brady stinks against the Saints. He can't beat him. He's not – for some reason, he can't get off the schneid against the Saints. And I and the addition of Matthew um, getting Chris Olave, Jameis coming back, could be re- as healthy as he's ever been. Um, oh, Jarvis Landry, too. I forgot Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. The addition of Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas. And then, yeah, the Saints, are they have a the team to beat them, and they um, have a really good if, – if Jameis Winston can play – to the number one overall pick, Jameis Winston, where everyone thought he what he would be. That team's scary. Um, he played well when he was in last year before he got hurt. He was really having a good season. And so I could totally see it. Um, and then, like you said, the Falcons and the Panthers, they both went and got quarterbacks. I think Mariota plays at the start and Sam Darnold, I think, both play at the start. And then I could see both those young quarterbacks coming in towards the later part of the season. The Falcons... Calvin Ridley not being able to play the full year because of the gambling uh, addiction that he had, apparently, all that. They have Kyle Pitts, um, who is a young, really good tight end. Um, and then the Panthers still have Christian McCaffrey. Will he even stay healthy the full season? Who knows? When he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. Really been injury prone the last couple years, so I don't know where that goes for them. Um they have a good young defense. That coach is Matt Rule is more of a defensive guy, um, so I like their defense. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Uh, but I I could see the Saints winning the division. Honestly, I hate to say it, Tom Brady's not getting any younger. He's still amazing, and but will he be as good as he was last year? I don't know. Will he throw for that many yards? Will he get that many touchdowns? I, I don't know. I 
at one of these years, he's going to really decrease. I don't know when that's going to happen. I mean, it's got to happen sometime. It may not be this year, but he did retire and then came back. So he may have thought maybe he was decreasing. I don't know. But I think, and they changed head coaches. Uh, Arians moved into the front office and Todd Bowles got the head coaching job. That may help a little bit because I know there was a lot of feud between Brady and him. Colin plays, so maybe they'll allow Brady to be more of the offensive guy, and when Brady is that guy, he tends to win a lot of games. He's uh, definitely a game manager and knows what he's doing, so that may also help them, but I guess we'll we'll just have to see on that. Bucks Saints, so if you're the Carolina Panthers fan and the Atlanta fan, it's going to be a tough – gonna be a tough year for you guys because it's like okay we have to beat tom brady and then we have to beat the most high-powered saints offense since probably the early 2010s given all the talent they acquired and so with their young quarterbacks it's unlikely i'm not going to say impossible i'm going to say unlikely and then with the saints you got to hope james winston comes back from the acl tear um plays well like he did in the first half of last year. And then for the Bucks, all you got to do is just main t- keep Tom Brady upright and healthy and keep him happy, and then you you got a great chance of making the playoffs. Because yeah. if you let Tom – if you let Brady be Brady, it's, it's going to be a very hard beat. I did find it interesting in the draft – there was a bunch of talk about the Saints going after a QB, and they didn't. They they went after they got Chris Olave, and they're sticking with famous Jameis Crab Crabs. Uh, what do you steal? Uh, crab crab legs. legs, crab legs. That's what he stole. So they're sticking with famous Jameis, which he's a goofy goober, but he was the number overall number one overall pick, and he has no excuse this year. I, I mean, he has. Like you said, one of the most high-powered offenses in the league, especially when Kamara, we'll talk about his suspension, but when he's on that team, they're with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, is Juwan Johnson still there? He was kind of an upcoming yeah. tight end. Yeah, uh, They he's they got a bunch of pieces, so he's got no excuse. He's got the pieces. He's got the weapons for him, so we'll see. But, yeah, it's an interesting division, so we'll – We'll wait and see. We'll probably come back to that um, after a Saints-Bucks game and talk about it. How Tom Brady again threw three picks and only for a hundred and some yards and got beat. So, hopefully, it's normally how it happens. <laughs> we will now transition to a little bit of the NBA. Um, some breaking news happened. Kevin Durant has requested a trade out of, out of sight of the Nets. He want doesn't want to be with the Nets. Um, some of his destinations right now, he requested to be in Phoenix. Um, another top target is Miami. Uh, I feel bad for the Nets. They went from having James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant to now not having James Harden, Kyrie, not even really playing, and now KD wants to leave. And they added in Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons uh, may be their best player next year, and their only player, it sounds like. Yeah, um, with Ben Simmons being your best player, you know your team's going to struggle. I mean, brother can absolutely not shoot. If he's more than 10, 10 feet away from the basket, he is useless. Um, 
Kevin Durant seeking another trade. I don't know what this does to his legacy, to be honest, because it's because he's supposed to be this top 10 player of all time, but yet he doesn't want to stick with a team and build around him. I know other greats in the past have done that as well, but it's like, come on, man. You're obviously only wanting to go to really good teams who are already championship contenders for sure. Championship contenders and just ride coattails to a ring. And they're the only reason why he gets the all this consideration for goat talk, I think now anyway, is his name value. Because at Oklahoma City, he was the best player, in, debatably, the best player in the league during yeah, he that was, he sports fan. One of them, yeah. Him and LeBron were one and two, and then you now we get him going to Golden State, going for the rings. And now he went to the Nets trying to get rings. That oh, didn't work that out. That was all for a ring, that top three. The, that was <laughs> all. And they played 16 games, I think. And, yeah, that was it. And then he's wanting another trade to teams that have recently been to the finals. Yeah. So it's it's, – it's, <laughs> I believe this hurts his legacy more than it helps it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. He's going to a team which he's not, maybe not be the best player that, anymore. Like he's probably a two, maybe. After the Achilles injury, he was explosive last year, but he's still just, he's still one of the best scorers in the league, hands down when he's healthy. But it may be a thing where he's like, I'm definitely not in the prime of my career and I need to win now. So going to Phoenix, playing with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, or Miami with Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, guys like that. I'm not sure who's all going to be involved in these trades. I think Phoenix has more to offer um, with younger pieces like Mikel Bridges, uh, Aiton, um, Jay Crowder, they have a lot of other guys that they're able to send away and some picks for him. But Miami as well has a bunch of guys that they could send away for him. But he did come out and say that he his preferred destination is Phoenix. So he clearly wants to be in Phoenix. Whether he gets to go to Phoenix or not, I don't know. But the Nets have imploded. Kyrie Irving did his player option with the Nets, and then all of a sudden after that, Kevin Durant's like, Absolutely not. I'm leaving. So there's definitely something going on there between those two. Um, I still think Kyrie's going to end up a Laker here in the next couple weeks. There's still a thing where a trade between the Lakers and the Nets will happen. I, I think it will, especially now. I think Kyrie wants nothing to do with him and Ben Simmons being the duo of the Nets. So I don't think anybody wants to be teammates with Ben Simmons. Well, not a lot of people want to be teammates with Kyrie either. <laughs> no, because he's too busy spreading incense all over the court and stuff and talking about yeah. how the earth's flat. But Yeah, he's an odd duck. <laughs> For Heck sure. of a basketball player, though, I'm not going to lie. Dude's one of the best basketball players in the league. Best best ball handler in the league. Easily, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know about Kevin Durant. It just seems like ever since he left Oklahoma City, I felt like his his numbers have always been the same, but, like, in – his mental, like my mental of him has always been seen as lower. It's like, okay, you're 
selling yourself short by not trying to carry a team and just hang out, score 20 points, and then have your team win a championship and just claim the ring. It's not even really his team. He's barely getting to know his teammates before he's requesting a trade. Uh, I think. Yeah, I agree. If he goes to Phoenix and they keep Devin Booker and keep Chris Paul and some other pieces around them, that team's scary. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and KD on the same team, that is a uh, championship caliber team. But if Kyrie ends up and goes to the Lakers and you have a healthy AD, a healthy LeBron, and a healthy Kyrie, that, that team's better. So, And then you got Russ on the Lakers just throwing Oh, no. Him. If they get Kyrie, it's going to be a sign and trade where the Nets will take Russell Westbrook and Kyrie. Will, it won't be any – they won't play Russell and Kyrie. It's going to either be – if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, Russ is gone. If he doesn't, Russ is with the Lakers. I hope it's the Kyrie to the Lakers. No, nothing against Russell Westbrook, but he's just not a great fit with LeBron. And Kyrie has already been a proven fit with LeBron as they won the championship. And when was that? 2016, I think it was. Uh, I believe so. Or 17, 16 or 17. 16 or 17 around there. So, yeah, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of a lot of things happen here in the NBA uh, in the next couple of days, really. So, we'll see. There's a lot of moving parts, but... I got two MLB games uh, to pick. We got a good game uh, or a good series. It's going to be a good series. Padres, Dodgers. So what's your uh, on that? Two really good teams. Well, I'm going to go with the Dodgers on this one. Um, I feel bad for Freddie Freeman. You know, he doesn't want to be there anymore. He misses Atlanta. But. I don't know. I think I actually see the Dodgers moving Freddie Freeman actually sometime soon. Maybe at the trade deadline, which I don't know when exactly the baseball trade deadline is. But I could see that his reaction of firing his agent and wanting to go back to Atlanta. I could see that impacting the Dodgers team around. So I think Clayton Kershaw made a comment about it. It was really awkward. Um, he was trying to congratulate Freddie or like talk about Freddie and his return to Atlanta and it got really awkward. So I can see, you know, him, that little turmoil of wanting to go back to Atlanta and not wanting to be with the team he signed with. I can see that impacting the Dodgers play, but I, I want, I could see the Dodgers winning here. So. Yeah. I was going to talk a little bit about Freddie Freeman as well. Uh, I saw a picture on Twitter of him. They had all the Dodgers guys standing up at the top laughing and joking around, and then he's just sitting at the bottom of the dugout by himself, not talking to anyone. So there's definitely – he fired his agent, like you said. Um, He's upset that um, he's not still in Atlanta. Uh, He didn't want to leave. But as a Braves fan and as I've followed them this year, uh, Matt Olson has played great and – it's a hot take, but I think the Braves got better getting Matt Olson, honestly. Um, Matt Olson is younger, and he's just as good as Freddie Freeman, if not better. I honestly 100% believe that. I think he's just as good a fielder, and he's just as good a hitter. Freddie Freeman is a better hitter, but I think Matt Olson is right there. And he has really proven that this year. He's play- He started 
not very well, and he's really kind of picked it up in the last couple uh, months. I mean, the Braves went 20-5 and five this month in June, so had a great month. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Padres instead of the Dodgers. Phillies Cardinals. No Bryce Harper for Philly because he broke his thumb. Um, well, Kyle Schwarber just had the best month in in recent memory. He hit, like, I want to say 15 home runs in June or something crazy like that. He hit double-digit home runs in the month of June. Um, I could see him staying hot into July. Um, I can see Kyle Schwarber leading this team to a – victory here so you're picking the phillies i'm picking the phillies still oh i guess i'll go with the cardinals then i'll just differ again that worked for me last time i differed your games and i ended up in one and got a lead on your so uh i'll, I'll pick the cardinals i have no reason uh i did see kyle swarber had a great yeah a, a historic uh june so good for him uh, I, I remember being a big Kyle Schwarber fan when he was at the Cubs when they won it all that year. He was a cool guy to watch, fun guy to watch. So uh, good for him. Kyle Schwarber uh, beat Babers' home run record in June. Yeah, I thought I saw something like that on Twitter. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that, anytime you're in the same category as Babe Ruth, that that seems to be a pretty good, pretty good thing. He is absolutely destroying the baseball right now. Um, he's showing off why you deserve that deal with the Phillies. And that's why I have them uh, winning. But, I mean, Cardinals are a good team. Um, they have two possible NL MVPs on their team with Arenado and Goldschmidt. No Arenado kind of fell off, but Paul Goldschmidt still probably the best first baseman in the entire NL. And then you got Arenado who's great as well. Um, they're not getting a lot out of Tyler O'Neill or Edmund, but I got to go with the Phillies still. We'll, we'll talk quick about the Camara suspension. You know more than me. So what's Camara Pro Bowl uh, got in a fight at a bar. Um, and right now I think he said six games is what they're going to suspend him. Uh, they're thinking roughly six games for Kamara. They're expected him to miss at least six. Yeah. So the little talk we were talking about is, so Kamara is going to get suspended six games for having a little bar fight. And Deshaun Watson has now, I think it's 24, 23 or 24 civil lawsuits on him. And he may not even get suspended at all. If he doesn't even get, I don't even know what that whole deal. So. Yep. Could face, um, a minimum of six game suspension. And so shoot Calvin Ridley, another one just had just bet on his team a couple of times and he's the whole year. So. Yeah, it's kind of crazy on the suspensions. I don't, I understand Kamara's in the wrong for sure. Yeah. Um, him, him and two other guys end up beating up this other dude in a bar fight. He got sent to the hospital. The one man versus those three got sent to the hospital. And he had some pretty serious injuries, but still, it's—I I think a bar fight is a little less than getting what was he up to 24, 23, 23 or twenty-four. Twenty-four sexual misconducts. I feel like 
if he should be banned for life question mark but yeah that's quite a bit um i understand he settled with all of them but four in a confidential payment like he's just gonna pay them for well, he, he he can with the contract that the browns gave him he could he could pay all of them for the next 50 years <laughs> yeah but it's i can i want to see deshaun watson suspended at minimum a year oh at least not two at least a year i mean calvin ridley just bet on his team a couple of times and got suspended the whole year so <laughs> he bet fifteen hundred dollars and lost a year i want to see at least a year if not two or three for sean watson preferably life because if you're doing that to these women you're a scumbag human but i had a lot of respect for sean watson coming out of college thought he was a good kid um he was building houses and for those in less fortunate georgia where he's from so you thought of him as this high character guy and then you see him all doing this all happened stuff with his weapon yeah. it's crazy and then cleveland was talking about we want to get an adult at quarterback and Baker's throwing charity events and Deshaun Watson's in court. So it's, it's the Cleveland Browns are just going to Brown, I guess. They're, yeah, they're just a dumpster fire every single year. That's why they suck. And that's why they've always been the worst team in the NFL for as long as I can remember. Other than when the Jim Brown days, they weren't, they were really good, but yeah, that I don't really think that counts. No. Not for us. Not for me. We weren't even thought of, so. He had a better acting career than a football career. It's it's definitely some moving parts with uh, Watson. Uh, But, yeah, Camara six games, and Deshaun Watson right now with none. Um, Sticky. Sticky situation. They're thinking thinking three to four, and that was going to be it. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, Three to four with 23 civil lawsuits. Uh that's uh something yeah yeah he only got in trouble for was was that ratio 24 about three games let's call it it's like one for every eight yeah lost a game for every eight women that was good quick math in your head proud of you thanks man i went to college so i kind of got a little bit of smarts in me there you go well this is about to kick us off zoom so we will end end it here um Thanks for tuning in. Episode 9. Sorry we're a little late. Normally uh, post these on Wednesday, but you're going to get it on Friday now. So congrats. Freaky Friday. Friday. Uh, July 1st. Enjoy your July. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Peace out, everyone.